Uh-huh. Kiss me while we fucking. Yeah, I have a tendency to get hit by vehicles, so maybe I'm manifesting the wrong things. Mm-hmm. Loss of attraction of anger and violence. Mm-hmm. Hey. So, Brooklyn, who's got your number? Oh, Brooklyn again. What was she swallowing? My girl almost choked. Oh, shit. Hold the fuck up. Call her back to cry. She's like, hold the food I'm waiting for someone to start coughing up a lung. Oh. Right on cue. It's like, uh oh, the laugh is good. She went, whoa. Sounds like his phone is on his fishing boat. So he's a lobster fisherman yeah, from Maine. Yeah. Oh, and your wife had that little problem. You weren't on a fishing boat. You weren't telling what he is. This is much right? more fun to imagine that I'm listening to a courtroom <laughs> scenario. Right. You said that. Weren't you also on your fishing boat? <laughs> we can do the people's court with our puppets. Is Daddy Mams the judge or the bailiff? <laughs> I mean, is it better to give CJ the gun? <laughs> Do we want a sexy judge or a wise judge? I'm offended by that. No, it's it's Daddy Mams has the appearance of wisdom because uh-huh. of the gray hair and the baldness. Uh huh. Uh huh. CJ's got those big distracting boobs. Uh huh. It doesn't mean she's not wise. Uh huh. But you know. They're distracting. Uh-huh. <laughs> <You're>, no? <laughs> you're still dog in a hole. All of a sudden, I'm not wise. Didn't say that. This is judge a book by its cover. <sighs> Play the clip. <laughs> visual. <laughs> visual. You're a liar, nigga. Oh, shit out of him and his brother. He said you're a liar, 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 nigga. Fuck the man. You make up for you know, I ain't telling no lie. Did you say fuck his mayonnaise face? Mm, yeah, 
up, y'all. And he might have. was fucking his shit out you. Y'all had macaroni for dinner one day. He was fucking you. He was fucking you and eating macaroni. You know, macaroni and hot dogs. And you know your dad is fucking you when you're trying to put your hot dog on the bun. And he got your macaroni while you had the Bible in one hand and the hot dog in the other. You know I'm telling the truth. That's a very specific certainty. It sounds like someone gave him a hot dog and macaroni. But like, okay, just as from like just an ingesting point, <laughs> macaroni and hot dogs, pretty good. Like, but here's the thing. Kind of a toddler's favorite, like macaroni and cheese and cut up hot dogs. And then a little yeah, but, sippy cup full of milk you can leave for a couple hours. <laughs> yeah, but here's the thing, though. He was so specific about saying that there was a Bible in the hand, but he did never say that there was cheese on the macaroni. Yeah, it's just macaroni. Oh, so it's just like elbow macaroni with like weird mayonnaise. Now, see, you are probably getting touched. If that's what your meal is, mm-hmm. you're like, where's the cheese? Yeah, I'll, I'll, give, I'll give it to you. Yeah. Okay, I'm ready. Uh, this is an incomplete meal. Everybody knows it's macaroni and cheese. Oh man, talking about that macaroni salad. Ugh. But just, but just the. He said, "I know." Like this one gentleman, the gentleman speaking, <laughs> is saying, "I know for a fact that you used to meet, eat macaroni and have that in one hand and the Bible in another." And get the hot dog. Like, but how is that an in- insult? <laughs> <laughs> and he was saying it like it's it's part of the lexicon. Like, we all know what that is. Uh, the, the Bible, the hot dog, and the macaroni. I know what's going on. So that is that. Okay. Uh, maybe it's a thing in his house. All right. I mean, this isn't that what pop culture is anyway? The only reason that we had pop culture was because everyone was reading the same newspapers, watching the same TV and listening to the same music. Could be. And now everyone has their own custom channel or their own custom feed. So pop culture is vanishing. It's true. I never even looked at it like that, but I always also was going to blame. I was going to take it back. And I I don't even know why I did this, but just because he said Bible, (laughs) I was going to go back to the pyramids where they like eventually, wasn't there a story in one of the, I went to Catholic school. I'm sorry. No, I did too. Okay, great. Yeah, no, we can bond. Wasn't there, wasn't there, they started, they were going to build a pyramid to the, to heaven, but eventually the higher up they got, God made them all speak different languages. That was, that I swear to you, that's what I definitely don't know that, but that's, but that's the tower of Babel. It could, I think it was, I think like that's what it is. And I could be wrong, but again, that's a long time ago, but that's pretty funny. I'm not sure why I brought that up. Back to hot dogs and fucking. I mean, imagine if you were going to build a a pyramid, like that's the worst pyramid scheme ever. Right. You'd have to start out the size of North America just mm-hmm. so that you could ever breach the atmosphere. I don't yeah. even know if there's a plot of land large enough to build a pyramid. Like the pyramid's just the wrong structure. It is indeed. It is indeed. But I just like, I remember that my teacher's message was, see, we all see the same thing until we don't. What the fuck are you talking about? I mean, the cool thing is if, if everybody has their own experience and we're going to really like embrace that, nothing's going to be cool anymore. Everything's cool. Everything's normal. You're right. (laughs) I don't know if I like hearing that I'm right when we're playing with the freaks. I don't know. I'm just, I got a lot of things going on. (laughs) Hey, this is J. Chris Newberg, and you are listening to the Phone Freaks Podcast. I understand. It's bring a guitar, but I understand that you use a guitar in a lot of your 
um, routines. Yeah. Uh, at the end, it's I used to use it all the time uh, when I first started uh, because of the comfort level of constantly holding mm. something. It's like the shield. Uh, but now I just use it at the end and I just kind of play around with it for more of like music manipulation to help with uh, the correct tone of the joke, meaning that it's like major and minor key can influence uh, a person's emotions. Like when you're in a, when you're watching a movie, you know, and there's a sad scene, there's minor chords underneath it to pad to instantly manipulate. Yeah. Violin and piano specifically. Absolutely. And when it's something that's upbeat or something great's happened, it's major, it's positive. So what I like to do is a lot of times I like to do really fucked up jokes in a mate in a major key <laughs> so it's like the joke will come out and person will be like because their brain is <laughs> their brain is all happy <laughs> yeah and then i try to reverse it as well and i do a bunch of you know i do it the other way as well so and then you uh you mentioned um in one of your promos that you're also a mentalist yeah I, i'm not but i just uh i'm, I'm but <laughs> What? No, I, I, I meant more to the extent that I, I just made that up in the moment. But I, <laughs> my po- my podcast is just about I, I have this. It's it's one of those things that I don't I don't I didn't used to openly talk about, but I, I'm a very gifted manifester, and a lot of people make fun of it, and I don't care because it's just like I just have proven repeatedly. So my podcast is mostly manifestation techniques that I've had a lot of success with. And I know that, that again, the difficulties that I come across with people uh, regarding manifestation is it's like, it's exhausting. It is, <laughs> it's just, it is, it's because it's just like you, it requires constant thought and it's tough and it's really hard. And any emotion on any level is difficult to maintain consistently. So like if you want someone to be positive, po- people who are positive, successful and goal oriented or as far as like manifest manifesting put certain things and people who are good at it they work their ass off and it's exhausting i want to punch them all in their face a hundred percent but it's so proven and like and again i mean i i have a very punchable face and like and i understand that completely but it's just like i've just had success with it since i was little because my dad was incredible at it and i and he was a super huge hippie and it started like it started in the first, the first real experience I had with it was in 1976. Now I'm not saying in, when at, at six years old I was manifesting because that's that's a lie. But at 1976, I was in a movie theater and I was watching the movie Oh God by <laughs> by with John Denver and um, George Burns, mm-hmm. and I remember vividly the huge yellow curtain. And I remember because that was the old set of The Tonight Show and George Burns came out as God and he was doing jokes in front of the curtain. And I said out loud at that moment, I'm going to do The Tonight Show. In that moment, I was like, I'm going to. And I didn't know how and I didn't know why. But in the back of my mind, I was like, that's what I'm going to do. And so when I started to stand up, it was a 13 or 14 year uh, goal. I was like, I will get on The Tonight Show. And I got letters saying you will never be on the tonight show you are <laughs> you, you are wrong for our brand you are terrible and then i eventually got on and it looked exactly like they were doing the retro curtain that one in particular Stop. week it was the exact same yellow curtain when i got on 
and it was I was backstage. I chills. And it was like I was backstage, and I, I was supposed to, like it was my fourth time being on there because I'd been on I'd been invited on three times and got bumped each time because of time, but I got paid still, so I was happy. And when I went and actually did it, I'm standing backstage, and the and the like associate producer or whoever the curtain person was she, she was like are you nervous millions of people are about to see you and i was like <laughs> i had this rudy moment and i was like fuck no i've been waiting for this for my whole fucking life and it was just like and i went out there and i got 14 applause breaks everything went perfect and it was great Mm. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. What's so good about it? I don't know yet. I just got up myself. I was hoping maybe Bill was hanging out in this room. Bill, are you hanging around? Bill, oh my goodness, don't wake him up. Right. Wait, you sound familiar. What's your name, man? I am Wasabi. Who's this? Wasabi? Wasabi. This is Douchebag Libra. What? These are all Libra. new people. Yeah, douchebag Libra. I'm sure you've heard me converse with Bill many Is that Kev's? <laughs> I don't think so. But if you're a douchebag, you probably do. <laughs> oh my God, the annoying guy calls himself Wasabi. <laughs> I miss old Dashton Sunflower Seed. He hasn't, uh, we haven't run into each other on this chat line. Yet. Wasabi is oh, the... Oh, I know who you are. You're that guy that wanted to hook up with him, aren't you? Wisconsin guy that got fired from Hooters. Yeah. Yeah, you're the one fucking asylum used to say weeby wobby wasabi, and I never knew who she was talking about. Now I know. Yeah. Hard yeah. Meet you, sir. We mutually, we mutually hated each other. So he, he ain't lost his love now that he's dead, huh? I like yeah, he's now. better than a doornail. <laughs> you don't have friends either. I have friends. All my friends are in here. And believe me, nobody really misses him. Well, maybe somebody does, but I don't know why. Right? I don't get the saying deader than a doornail. At you know, we all need to die sometime. Doornails alive. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, we never got to know what 50-year-old asylum was like. Um, was he really that old? I didn't think. I didn't know how uh, he would have. I don't know. I don't know when. A, I guess it, because a doornail can't be used once it's driven into the wood. Like you pull it out and it's dead. They say he died of an overdose, but who the fuck knows? I mean, somebody actually called him and asked him how he died. I mean, what the fuck? Yeah, Atlanta. Atlanta talked to his family. I think it was. Oh, okay. Purpose, yeah. Whatever he did, it was intentional. Okay. Somebody actually did talk to somebody that knew. All right. Oh, it could I also just mean that you're dull. Somebody knew. <laughs> for some stupid reason that who the fuck, you know, I guess a lot of people had his phone number or had his fake phone number. <laughs> yeah. It's just because they get, they get used and then, um, are no longer like once they're used, they're spent. I think a staple would be it's more appropriate. Harder, harder to wake up in the morning. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. You can't reload staples into a staple. Gun. <laughs> no, Staples are definitely one and done. Even when you fuck up, you can't reuse them. At least if you miss a nail, you can rehammer it. And as long as you aren't bad at hammering nails, 
you remove it and it's still straight, you can still use it. But then there's even been nails that I've removed and they're bent in the middle. And you can tap it straight. Yeah. You just put it against like some cement or something hard that'll like. Yeah. Yeah. No one would ever know. Yeah. Who cares? What's what, the oh, The tensile strength of your nail. It's not going to support it. You don't use one nail to hold something together. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's because in construction, like you have screws and screws can be reused. You really, unless they're stripped, they're pretty much forever tools. Okay. It was all the, the people like getting killed on the job. So then they were comparing them to doornails because everybody was working in construction back in the early 1900s. It's like a construction term. Oh. A guy falls off 17 floor story building because he got hit by a steel beam and just falls to his death. And like, well, he's dead as a doornail. Right, you're unenthused about the doornail stuff. I don't know, because you said that it means that somebody's dull. It could mean dull as well, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. No, but dead, like you're dead. Oh, not that you're telling a bad joke. It can also mean that you're telling a bad joke. I don't understand when something has like four different meanings that are not necessarily related. Mm. But the first, the primary meaning is death. Mm. Okay. All right. Any other comments about what's I mean, I'm happy to know new names. Mm, no. Interesting. I like I like meeting new characters. If we had a wasabi puppet, do you think he should be a mangled sushi roll with just like green oozing out of his orifices? Or should he just be a wasabi packet? Not just like a dollop of wasabi? Just, oh, like the poop emoji, but green? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, I like the thought of that, of watching the poop emoji, but green. <laughs> we could also animate him with the animoji. Just put put the animoji poop on and then shift it later. Mm-hmm. Although, I, oh God, mimicking his voice. I hate his voice so much. Right, okay. you know, yeah. it's like expecting yeah. a small wiener and he pulls it out and he's fucking gigantic. And you're like, oh shit, you know, pulls it out and he's fucking gigantic, fucking gigantic. Sit on his cock and ride it if you want. I can grab it. Just sit on his dick and ride it. I'll ride it. Oh yeah, I'll sit on Let me get up there and mount that big dick. Sliding a hole over it. <laughs> Does that work for oh. you, CJ? You can just yeah, kiss me. Oh, come here and ride that cock. Oh, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Just hop on up and oh. ride it. Oh, oh. <clears throat> kiss me while we fucking. Mm. Mm. Oh. Mm. Oh. Kiss mm. while we're fucking. Oh, yeah. Is he riding from the front or the back? Like, it sounds mm-hmm. like he's got his head turned around. Fuck me, my pussy. Fuck me, my cock in your pussy, babe. Fuck me with your big cock. Yeah, I got them black pants pulled up to the side. Got my yeah. Fucking it real good. Yeah, fuck my hole. Fuck my pussy with <laughs> big cock. Pussy, you know, 
Fuck it with that big cock. I've never referred to my vagina as a hole. Fuck my hole. I'm gonna come in your fucking butthole. <laughs> I want it in there. Yeah. Okay, well. So when you have it in in the bussy, mm-hmm. and then you want to come in the ass, do you have to pull out and then put it back in? In your hairy butthole. <laughs> yeah, that's what I want. I want to feel all that cum dripping out of there. Mm-hmm. I want the cum to be like gel in my butt hair. Uh-huh. Style it for the next one. Yeah. <laughs> kiss me, baby. Hold me and kiss me. Like, you pull your, your underpants down, and there's just like cum crust falling off of your ass hair, and you have to think is it dandruff or is it cum? Have you ever seen like where they take like the little brushes? And like oh, style, look at, look at like all man, the little baby hairs, and they're so pretty and like wavy. Oh, and oh, have you ever seen this oh. on like Instagram videos? <laughs> For butt hair? No, but I imagine them doing that with cum on their butt hair. Oh, styling it with the gel? Uh huh. Well, cum. Hey. Hey. How's it going? That was really weird. Switch up. Someone got shamed, and it's like next, ding. It's now serving number seventy nine. It's like the DMV. <laughs> well, they don't announce it anymore, though. They just have it on the board. That's not true. What were you that they were announcing it? Uh, the DMV. Actually, don't say which one. I don't want people to know where you go. I don't go to the DMV. <laughs> <laughs> no, I went. I went because my sister needed to get mm. a new photo for her license. Your assistant. <laughs> um, what would be really funny, though, at the DMV, because they use all the letters, would be if you went there because you're there for so long and they had a bingo card, although the numbers go in order, so it wouldn't really work. Yeah, but the numbers can go in order. That doesn't... The letters don't. Yeah, the letters don't, and... Like, who knows what you have on your card? <laughs> You're just playing bingo by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> they call out one that's a bingo number. You just go, bingo! Or when you get there, you start handing out boards <laughs> to everyone that's sitting. That are DMV numbers? Yeah. Oh, that would, what if you're doing it? You're doing like illegal $1 play and you're splitting the money like hey no every card's two dollars and the winner gets half the pot (laughs) i bet you more people would enjoy being at the dmv yeah i bet you people would not complain about sitting there but then how do you get the dmv to not go in order (laughs) i mean how do they do the letters anyway it's by okay so if you're there for like your uh, written exam or something. That's I know that's numbers. the G line, and if you have a reservation or if you're a walk-in, all that stuff. Uh huh. Or you're like getting a new photo or whatever. I'm sure that if they did a partnership, actually, that you know, the government's always looking for ways to make money. Yeah. They should just be doing it and just say, yeah, all of the numbers are part of the bingo card, and that's it. And you walk in and you're like, you want to play bingo for five bucks? Mm-hmm. The numbers are coming out. Who's next? And you just, you know, that's your ticket. Is a bingo. A bingo mm-hmm. square. Mm-hmm. No idea what the square is, mm-hmm. what it means. 
and they just have their own, you know, the other stupid number is assigned to it. I think that would be, that would be sick. Mm-hmm. And the government could make money without, it's like, you're at the DMV anyway. Do you yeah. want to play for five bucks? Yeah. Fuck. All right. I have to, uh, can that be part of the political campaign? Yeah. I was going to say, are you running for governor? <laughs> Do you oh. hate the DMV? Boy, have I got the answer for you. Bingo. <laughs> all of a sudden, all these old people <laughs> just that had their the licenses DMV. revoked, they can't drive. They're way too handicapped. Like they don't have vision, but they're going. They're like, oh, my grandson, grandson, you're going to the DMV. No, no, no. Don't do it online. They have bingo. Then all of a sudden you've got just people that are willing to pay the old people to sit in line for them. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that would be great. That would make the DMV experience so much better. Everyone would be happy and excited. Yeah. Huh. Vibes. All right. All right. Vote for Daddy Mams and we'll get bingo at the DMV. Mm Mm-hmm. You've got my vote. Oh, God, I want to lick somebody's asshole. Lick somebody's asshole. Oh, God, I want to lick somebody's asshole. Lick somebody's asshole. Lick somebody's asshole. Oh, God, I want to lick somebody's asshole. Lick somebody's asshole. Now, another example that I'll cite, which is something that started to make me come more into it, a lot of people, if you're if you're going to punch positive people in the face, <laughs> you're most certainly going to kick people in the mouth who do vision boards. A hundred percent. I um, do vision boards. Okay, good. So you're safe. I know. I know about the vision boards. It's just, yeah. The, I've, uh, I've tried asking him to do one with me before, like for the podcast. And obviously we've never done it. Like he's just not, not about it. <clears throat> It's it's totally an option to not be about it, but it's like they are also maybe not for everyone, but it's creepy for how much they work. I uh, my very first vision board when I got to Los Angeles, um, I had like a regular like actually I went big. I got a like a, a big poster board, like not like an eight and a half by fourteen or like a human sized one. <laughs> it was just like my dreams more important. And in the middle, and I had no idea why, but in the middle of the whole th- board, I put a big, huge Fox, F-O-X. Like, so it was the biggest show on Fox. And then in addition to that, I wanted to travel and I wanted to travel specifically by private. <laughs> and I wanted to go all over the world. And I also w- wanted to have the success level of Simon Cowell because he had success later in his life. And I had all these specific things on there and I just put it on the back of my door and I would see it when I would see it and I would look at it and I would think about it. I would act as if let go. And again, absolutely. This sounds preposterous to so many people, but I'm just basing this on proof. The very, very first show that I ever booked, the very first television show that I was ever part of writing on was American Idol. And at the time it was the (laughs) biggest show on Fox and the task that I was given to write specifically was to write a joke roasting Simon Cowell. So I, my very first two things happened after which I then went on tour with Dane Cook and we flew private and we went all over. Oh, nice. And it's like all of this stuff came through, came true. So I don't sit around going, eh, what am I going to make happen now? Well, I I will say it's, um, I do believe in manifestation, but I'm a procrastinator. So I find something that I want and then I'm like, Ooh, shiny that. 
And it'll be like, it's preposterous. You can't, here's the requirements to make that happen. You've got 60 days. How is that going to happen? It's just like, "Mm, I want it. And then some new opportunity will come along and give me the resources that I need to do it. But you know, the problem with the planning in advance, oh, it's so much work to have like vision. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, you're not wrong. I mean, it, it is absolutely the very first time, the only time I read the secret, I was exhausted by like page 10, you know, because it's like, it requires you to maintain a specific level um, of positive thinking and intent. I, I audio booked the secret because I kept falling asleep, but I wanted to like have it in my brain. But I mean, it's, 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 it's a proven, I mean, like the laws of attraction are proven. Mm -hmm. It's just like that, but that doesn't mean everybody participates in it. Today's word is vision. Mams should help CJ do a vision board. It's not gruesome. It's not fun for the kids, brother. That's how that goes. Yeah, I know. The kids got to have intestines rolling all over the goddamn floor, blood everywhere. What? You know, got to have at least two or three rape scenes for every 15 minutes. Uh-huh. Did he have a C-section? Uh, I, I, I be watching ghost shit. Ghost shit watch- and um, the shit that takes over your body and goes into oh, your bitch. <laughs> and I be like, oh my God, I'm scared. Exorcist. <laughs> Movie talk. Uh, uh, I be watching uh, Paranormal yeah. Activity. I, I watch that. Y'all, y'all ain't watch Paranormal Activity. I, I, uh, I don't think one time. And that's well, that's based on that's based on true story because they just showing you the tape on what happened and you know how they figure out it was a ghost in the house and yo that shit is crazy. You ain't watch that? Oh my god, that was scary. Uh, that was a serious one. That is the X Files. Huh? And you never got into the X Files, right? No, I'm talking about the Mm-mm, movie. I'm talking about the, my time. Um, the movie. Yeah, they got one, two, three, four, five. <laughs> yup, I remember the, the um the ghost came, stole the baby. To, oh, yo, that shit is crazy. Killed the father and the mother. Killed the father and the mother. I mean, did they steal the baby then? had the spirit in her body so she took the baby uh, and left and nobody ever never is it ever stealing ever if it's her. your own sibling and it both was. your parents are dead and again it's an orphan at that point you're all orphans yeah your next of kin you're taking care yeah. of your yeah definitely does it's not stealing was the lady and if the parents are abusive you know and the boyfriend used to be like it ain't nothing you just you're saving them you're liberating everybody jailbreak or whatever whatever so the husband like all right and like um some cameras up all your aunts and uncles and everything they're like oh you got this Yeah, they're relieved. Yeah. <laughs> wife used to get up and just look at him. Must I had to adopt him, two kids, him, but you're good on your own. And lay back Great. Down and go to Party of Five was kind of like that. It was um, uh, a family that had a restaurant, and the parents died in a car crash coming home from an anniversary dinner or something. So then all of a sudden, the, all the, the five kids are all taking care of each other. What a shocker that is. She killed him. That's a shocker. Yep, she oh. got up. She it's looked at morbid. him for like hours. Yeah. That's like, yeah, she, it's a TV series. It, it was like a, actually a pretty good show. 
hours of it was hours a comedy no <laughs> one hour drama oh, okay and then it makes more sense screaming, that's where jennifer love hewitt got her so breakout he ran he jumped up ran downstairs and when he ran downstairs was, mm, all you ghost. see was him um now tossed back mm. into the this camera, was back in the 90s next snap and that was in the 90s was a totally different person that shit right there mm. No. And then her breakout movie was um, Can't Hardly Wait. And then I Know What You Did Last Summer. I Know What You Did Last Summer was um, Sarah Michelle Gellar and Jennifer Love Hewitt. Fucking shit, and she was screaming and yelling and yelling and yelling, and then she came out like nothing happened. Like, baby, you don't know. Oh, you mean? Uh, I'm sorry. The movie Ghost? Yeah, fuck that. No, there's yeah, like yep, a TV show, Ghost right. Whisperer. Yeah, no, that's not, that was like a, ten years ago. No way. I'm looking it up. She was she was um, already, I believe, a mom and did not have a slender body anymore. You know why? You know why I put this together. You know why mm. evil um, spirits can get inside the white folks because they <laughs> evil. They got a lot of evil stuff within their yeah. fucking Damn. soul. Damn. they soul. That's yeah. why the evil yeah. spirit can just jump up in there and take their whole body over. Okay, oh, yeah. I just want to be a contrarian. I don't want to. Okay, Brooke. <sighs> That's some real shit for you. I'm about to say something that could be construed as racist and I'm just being a contrarian here because she's saying that only white people get possessed by demons because of how evil they are. Okay. What if the demons are just racist and like, I don't want to be inside a black person. I see how you guys get treated. That's the dumbest person to possess. I'm going to get shot by cops. Like yeah, maybe <laughs> a white person walking around screaming and yelling, whatever. It's a crazy homeless person. Black person walking around screaming and yelling, they're likely to get shot. Talking in tongues? I don't know. Okay, Ghost Whisperer was in 2005. Okay, sorry. 18 years ago, but still, she was a teenage star in the 90s. Yeah, I mean, she was born in the 70s, so, yep. Oh, is she my age? I closed it out. I thought she was younger than me. 1979. Oh, I'm a year older. I mean, that means under traditional circumstances we could date, but she's past her prime. Uh, yes and no. Uh, February of 1979. So she is currently 44. Yeah. Oh, so that's too close. You have to be more than a year apart. No, I'm just saying for a portion. We're the same age. Mm-hmm. And for a portion, I'm older. Oh. Ooh. Older. Roll my R? Yeah, that's my R. I was thinking I roll my D, but that doesn't sound right. And I wasn't rolling the D. I was rolling the R at the end of older. <laughs> I don't think you can say Old, that. Older. 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 Yeah. Say I have a tiny wiener. When you have to do it for the, I mean, I do also believe that with the manifestation, there has to be a right reason behind it, not just like, oh, I just want this for vanity, because you're only going to get the vanity portion of it, mm-hmm. which, you know, then it's going to fall apart because it wasn't built on anything sound. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely about asking yourself the right questions and, <laughs> and, and it's definitely about having a plan with it. And it's something that I don't, I don't do often. Like, in fact, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of excited because 
I took the first three and a half months off this year. Uh, my father passed away last year, like almost like a year ago. And it was just like, I chose in, in the time to be so busy with work. So I dove in and I ended up working on nine shows in a row. And I worked from like April 17th through December 31st. So like nonstop. So after that, I was like, I haven't really allowed myself to grieve or do anything else. And I didn't think about any manifestation. I was just like, I need to heal. So I spent like three plus months doing that. And now I'm starting to get excited about thinking about what it is I want to accomplish next. You're ready to go back to work just as the writers are going to go on strike. Yeah, that's the best, (laughs) that's the best part. That's the best part. Now that we're going to call it quits, I'm ready to go. (laughs) By the way, what, what are they thinking doing this again? The last time they did it, the entire industry shifted for the worse. And like, it's, and what are they fighting over this time? Because last time it was DVD residuals, which is insane because DVDs were going away. Mm-hmm. So are they fighting about streaming rights now? <laughs> it's streaming rights. It's residuals. It's well, here's what, here's what I think happened. And this is just, I could either be right or wrong and I have no idea. So during pandemic, when everything shut down, everybody was, all the networks were scrambling for content. There was this like, Oh my gosh, we need stuff. We need stuff. Blah. I mean, it's like they were still, it was so bad during the pandemic. And animation studios had way too much work. Like nobody could stay, nobody could get a cartoon made. Right. And like <clears throat> then, so they were, they were put in two positions. Like they didn't have any content. So like there was during the pandemic when Harvey Weinstein was like at the height of his scumbagness, <laughs> they were still licensing movies from him because they needed content. They were still buying stuff from Miramax. Miramax made tons of money during the pandemic. And then, so all of these different people, animators, editors, writers, reality producers, showrunners, all of these different people came to these networks because the network's like, we need something. And they're like, okay, well, fuck you. This is how much money we're going to charge you. And they threw them when they put them over a barrel. They're like, this is going to be super expensive. So the network's yeah, like- competition was super high too. And the networks had no choice. So they had to pay. So the networks then were smart because they were like, all right, if you're going to throw us over coals, we're going to make as much content as we possibly can. So when you pull this strike bullshit, we're going to be like, have fun. We don't need anything. And so now they are so stocked up on shows. I did three shows last year, two of which are, and they're three big studio shows, two of which are just airing now. And one hasn't, and won't air till the summer. They have so much stuff. They stockpiled in this, case another, another outbreak happens. I don't think that there's any sort of rush for them to go back into like, to to need thing for months so it's like the i think the writers are fucking i think it's a i think we're fucked yeah i just i i I don't understand when the industry has shown previously that they will put anything on tv like we can live stream from a restroom i'm sure and Mm -hmm. people would tune into that yeah so like the writers have been proven to not be necessary necessary for good content but people don't care. They just want anything new. Yeah. And it's like, they're, I don't know. It's just anything a bummer. to distract themselves from their miserable lives. <laughs> One of the most popular channels on Netflix is people scrolling and not picking. I mean, it's just like people do that. They literally do. Yeah. No, I hate it. And it's like, why I do you mean, think, like, you know, it's bad when the actual company's like, let us pick for you. <laughs> we'll just pick. 
<laughs> but then everybody shares their yeah, their login my, and their yeah, profile, my and you're, is a mess. you're getting recommended stuff that's not like who watched this? Yeah, but who I mean, polluted it, my stream? But isn't that kind of cool though that you get to have an like everything is so programmed for us now? I love that's why I love doing stand up because you know when you're in the comfort of your own place and like you were talking about on your line your stream. It's like all things programmed for you. Mm -hmm. And like all of a sudden, like someone comes in, they're like, I have something different. You're like, fuck. But it's like, that's the best part about stand up because it's like you have all of these people expecting to only hear jokes that they're comfortable with, that they're okay with. Now they're out in the wild. And I'm like, I might think differently. The Newberg podcast is a journey in manifestation and positivity in the field of entertainment. We'll have discussions of the realities of pursuing your dream with setbacks, truth, honesty, instead of everybody's filtered photographs of success. I talk about the truth and I show you how to make it happen, even though you're listening. You probably like shit. You probably like some shit I got on the ground, bitch. Motherfucker, you and your fucking mama's fucking grandma. Shut up. I don't fucking care. What I'm telling you. I didn't realize how important for the rhythm of the show it is to also have the gay rooms in here. Who the fuck are you? That's right. You ain't paying my shit, bitch. You ain't running my show. Y'all ready? Y'all ready to jump on some fucking... The straight rooms are filled with a bunch of hate and aggression. I mean, I tried saying we should just do gay rooms. Is that what the fuck you just said? I don't understand how when how fucking stupid you sound. I don't understand how I know what it is. But like, how old is an insult to so many people? It's just such a weird thing because it's like we're all on the same trajectory. <laughs> At least um, uh, last week's show, one of the one of the people just said, "You're gonna be fucking old too one day." No, and then CJ, she's like, if they're lucky, I mean, maybe they'll, maybe they'll never be old. Yeah. Therefore, it is an insult. You fucking, you old fucker. Yeah, I lived, survived. You can't help when you were born. Run along. Well, you don't know that you didn't choose that. Run along. I got more education. True. Wait, what? <laughs> we may or may not do a lot of psychedelics on the show. <laughs> nice. You guys do the mushroom coffee? Uh, we've done powdered mushroom that we put into. Oh, the chocolate. You Would you like a piece of chocolate from uh, Oakland? I know. I, I, my, Michelle loves, she loves mushroom chocolates. I'm not a fan. No. No, it just makes me think way too long. <laughs> no, oh. I mean, I trust me. I the my, my my very first experience on mushrooms, she had me watch a Rob Zombie movie. Which one? The one with all the witches. Um like maybe I uh it was just like it was god, it was like a lot of mustard colors <laughs> and three witches with dreadlocks and they were just it was it, to me at the time it was like a 9-hour movie in my head. <laughs> And ever since then, I was like, I'm okay. <laughs> I don't need to watch that again. Uh, yeah, I did some of those chocolates on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. And we were supposed to record. But a majority of the time, I was like, maybe my ears hurt right now because my thoughts are too loud. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> 
I mean, it's definitely fun. It's just like, I, the only thing I don't like about it is it's like, it doesn't turn off as quickly as weed or alcohol. It definitely does not. And, um, I'm, <laughs> have you tried LSD? I have. That definitely doesn't turn off. You're no. just like, I can't, my, I want this to be over. Well, you can't, I mean, you can want that. You're not going to get what you want. <laughs> no, it's the LSD. I think I did it one time when I was 21 and that was enough forever. Really? <laughs> yep. I, guess wow. wasn't. I didn't find it's it like, until I was 40. Oh, I, I think it was like maybe the like third drug that I ever did. You like it? Oh yeah. Big fan. Yeah. It's just like, I'm too crazy brained. It just like, it does the opposite for me. It just heightens my, like whenever I do any sort of like drug, I just want to chill because my brain's going and that does not allow me to do that at all. Neither is LSD. Yeah. Oh, I'm jealous. So no ayahuasca. I'm going to try that at some point. I went down, I did a retreat in Peru. Was it amazing? Um, yes and no. Did you throw up? You have to, I mean, they, they tell you not everybody throws up. Not true. You throw, it's, it's a toxin. It can't, you cannot digest it, but they don't want you to be in your head about throwing up freak out like oh no i didn't throw up yet it's like you will just relax you're going to projectile vomit whether you want to or not okay (laughs) it's gonna come out awesome but um no it was i mean i had the same introduction both nights because you do it multiple times and um the first night was amazing and then the second night i sat in darkness in my skull with only my voice which then, I, you know, I realized like, oh, I, I guess I'm my own higher self and I'm the only person that can take care of me and mm-hmm. all beneficial. But in the moment, I wanted more of a ride. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't it wasn't there. But everybody has, you know, everybody has their own their own experience, their own journey for what they're supposed to find out when they find it out. That's interesting. Yeah, I definitely plan on doing that. I just uh, my dad was crazy LSD guy, like up until the end. He was just like. Did it all the time. Loved it. No, no. I, I actually, I, I think I love the fact that you just have to surrender because there's so much in my life where I'm like, no, I need to control this. I need to control. And you do it and you're there and you're just like, okay, I can't fight it. Nice. If you, you know, that's where the struggle comes in the fighting. Interesting. Cool. But yeah, you don't know that you didn't choose when you were born, who mm-hmm. your parents were. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I guess if you, if you look at it that way, I agree. I also agree with a lot of stuff. <laughs> you're you're just, an agreeable guy. You're just so used to the yes and that you're like, oh, this is a great way to live life. Yeah. A lot less arguing. Oh yeah. my God. That helps you manifest. What do I have? I want more of that. I mean, yeah. And like, I don't know if there's a crazy person on the street and they're like, you suck. And you're like, yep. Thank you. I do. Yep. Have a good day. Sometimes it's a lot better than being like, no, you suck. <laughs> better energy in life. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I have a tendency to get hit by vehicles. So maybe, maybe I'm manifesting the wrong things. Mm-hmm. Loss of attraction of anger and violence. Mm-hmm. That also works though. I mean, it's just like, you can really pull in whatever. Now, again, I'm not the guy sitting around going, this is how you do it. Look at me. I'm Geppetto of positivity. Nope. But I'm just saying, if you're like, ah, that fucking sucks. A lot of people who say that have that fucking sucks sort of tone to their existence. Yeah, no, it, I, I agree. One, it, it happens. It's just really hard to shift 
So what I found, uh, and LSD was actually the thing that helped me change a lot of my trajectory because it uh, broke down a lot of my old beliefs and different things. <clears throat> but what I found was that you come out and you're all peaceful because I was doing enough to have ego death. Mm -hmm. So you dissolve yourself and you're like, oh, the world is wonderful. But, uh, you know, 40 years of putting something specific into the universe, the universe is saying, hey, excuse me, you made an agreement mm -hmm. to give this to the world and now you're not doing it. We want it back. Mm -hmm. And it feels like you're under attack mm -hmm. trying to shift because all of the things that were being attracted to you are still flowing to you even though you're like, I don't want it anymore. I don't want, I want something different, please. And it's yeah. like, you can't just turn it off like that. And now it's whack-a-mole. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that makes the transition into the more positive, happy vibes challenging because, you know, all of the old things that would trigger you or give you your patterns, they're still there. Yeah. And they still come for you. I think it goes back to what we were talking about the other day. I don't think we were recording when we were talking about it, but the people that you surround yourself with, how they have set boundaries with you and you can't, you can change and you can be a better person. But if you still have people in your life that don't see you that way or don't treat you a certain way that you're like newer self is, then it's going to keep bringing you back to that. Yeah, you can't break free of, of your old story when you're surrounded by the old audience. Mm -hmm. That's true. I can see that. Also makes sense. Every time Jim Gaffigan gets on stage, someone's screaming, Hot Pockets! Hmm? <laughs> like, I don't know. It wasn't even that funny. It was funny, but it wasn't that funny. Gaffigan? I have a funny Gaffigan story. It's probably not a funny Gaffigan story that I began <laughs> with. It's a funny Gaffigan story. I'll shut up. I'm ready for the calls. <laughs> oh, what? No, I wanted the funny guy. We had somebody else dishing dirt on Gaffigan. He's like, he cheats on his wife. I don't know about that. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> no, I just remember like I was, because he's a very funny man and he's hilarious and he's stylistically pretty unique. And I always thought he was kind of the persona that he was on stage. I was like, is he that happy, go lucky and super awesome? And uh, we had the same manager at the time and he said, he bugged me to get on Letterman for two years in a row every single day to get on Letterman. He said that's all he wanted, just to get on Letterman. He goes, the second he walked off stage after being on Letterman, he goes, I was waiting for him to say, thank you so much. I did Letterman. He said, quote, when am I getting back on? <laughs> and I was like, whoa. <laughs> so that's who Gafkin is. He's pretty driven. He's driven. He's got one, one vision in his head. Yep. His vision board was apparently David Letterman's beard. Yep. Mine as well. <laughs> for your own beard. yeah yes it's a pretty epic beard <laughs> I, I, I like it it's my chin but longer you, <laughs> you you literally are talking about hey Elvis can you help me out real quick yeah I'm trying to help you but I can't she's too wild I can't do she's it she's talking about I, I, I'm not all there or something or some shit that's what she's trying to say oh no, no. that's not what I said what I said was that you fucking want to talk about stuff you don't have no fucking education about. Um, what are you talking about? 
Is this the Pentagon? Wouldn't it be great to go through and like look at all the phone numbers and figure out which politicians are calling into the line? What was it? Got to practice for my debate. Or if you could just have like visual, you could like have a like a, a link to see who it is with who's talking. So in addition to judging them purely on their voice, you could do a deep dive into who they are and judge them there as well. I mean, if they sit on the line, Facebook. If they sit on the line long enough, you get a pretty good description of like, at least who they want you to think that they look like. I mean, it's like somebody put a fucking microphone at a cracker barrel <laughs> so when next time i come on i'll give you a good compliment that's pretty true all these niggas little... talk about you one of these niggas you this one's in like fuck south carolina myrtle beach though not uh not charleston i wonder if you get to a point in your life where you just tell like one joke for the rest of your life and that's what all these people are doing i mean i definitely had alcohol and drug-fueled evenings with groups of friends and you're like you guys these we know each other. You're telling me the same stories. Like I've heard, I've heard this story so many times. Can we please talk about something different? Like you don't know the story, man. And then you pick up the story and you finish it for them. And like, what the fuck? How did you know that? Oh, me and my sisters, we do this to my dad every Thanksgiving. You, you tell him that you've heard his stories. Everything. He starts telling us stories like we don't know him. Every Thanksgiving. <laughs> and we finish the jokes word for word for him. And then he's like, oh, I guess you've heard this one. I feel like that's mean to do to your parents, though. Your friends or your peers. You're like, you just stop blacking out. And maybe you won't tell the same stories. Yeah. We're telling stories about you being passed out. But you're like your dad. That seems mean. He needs to get new stories. <laughs> Do you ever like send him over like the week before? Be like, here are some things you could talk about. <laughs> no. No. Give him some topics. See, be be solution oriented. Ah. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> I don't. I don't know. Maybe I just need to like bring somebody to Thanksgiving <clears throat> dinner. Who hasn't heard the stories? Yeah, it's like a new perspective. Yeah. So every Thanksgiving, it's basically the movie Big Fish, and you're the annoyed son. <laughs> and if, if you didn't see it, it's probably a weird reference. <laughs> she doesn't I mean, see movies. Yeah, no, unless it's like a chick flick from like 2000s on, I probably haven't seen it. 13 going on 30. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Fried green tomatoes. Way too oh, young. Oh, I've seen that. What? You saw that? Yeah. I I watched it for a, a class in college. Okay. They're using fried green tomato. What were they teaching? Racism? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> what I college? I no- <laughs> Upstate Louisville. <laughs> <laughs> Give us a follow on Instagram at Phone Freaks Podcast. Check out our TikToks at Phone Freaks. 
And if you're one of the old timers that still uses Facebook, then check us out at Phone Freaks Podcast. Shit, yeah, oh!